American football. That's the topic of this week's podcast. We're pretty far removed from the sport here in Taiwan, or so I thought. I mean, it's pretty hard to find a place to watch the Super Bowl here. So imagine my surprise that to find that there's an amateur American football team here in Taipei called the Taipei Predators, and that they're pretty good. Good enough, it turns out, to get invited to the City Bowl League. The City Bowl League is a league in China that started in 2015 with 12 teams. They've since expanded from 33 teams from 30 cities in China, Hong Kong, and now Taiwan. The Predators are looking to take the league by storm this season, but it was a journey to get to this point. The captain of the Taipei Predators, Adam Mathias, met with me at a cafe to talk a little bit about the team's journey, their successes and struggles, his own footballing experience, and a little bit more. Here we go. Adam Mathias.、Um, I grew up in a small town in Idaho, USA,、um, McCall, Idaho. It's about three thousand people, so super, super small.、Um, lived there until I was about eighteen years old. When I、uh, graduated high school, I got a wrestling scholarship. Went to go do that in、uh, Pacific University, just outside of Portland, Oregon. I went initially to become a sports writer. I wanted to write about sports. I was writing high school articles about、uh, football and, and wrestling and track and golf and everything, and then、uh, walked out a cellular and molecular biochemist. So totally shifted gears when I got to college and、um, got a job doing cancer research. Did that for about ten years. Got an opportunity to do that here in Taiwan. So jumped on the opportunity.、Um, Yeah, just wanted to kind of give myself a challenge. I had never been to Asia before I stepped off the plane here, at all. So、uh, totally culture shock. It's been outstanding. I've been here three years now.、Um, work is going well. Life is good. Work-life balance is great. So that's that's basically me in a nutshell. Okay. Excellent. And、um, so, how did you start playing football here? There's there's a couple flag football leagues here in in Taiwan and.、Um, <clears throat> A couple of my friends play on them, so I join those teams. But every once in a while, we would practice at the same area as the Taipei Predators would practice, and I would see them over there. And、uh, one season, the Taipei Predators put together a, a flag team, and we played against them. And、uh, I, I knew two of the guys on the team, and so I asked them. I just said, "Hey, can can anybody try out for the team?"、And、they're like, "Yeah, yeah, we'd love to have you." So I tried out in. 2016 in October of 2016. So I've been on the team for about 16 months now.、Uh, it's been outstanding.、Uh, I'm thoroughly impressed with the guys on the t- on the team. It's definitely a family environment.、It's, that's how I got into it. Okay,、uh, tell me a little bit more about the about the Predators.、Uh, when did they start? And I guess like what are they? They're an amateur football team here. Yeah, it's a, it's an amateur football team and. They started in 2015. Actually, a couple of flag football teams got together and wanted to actually start doing some full contact stuff. There are leagues in China. There were some teams in Hong Kong, and the ultimate goal for them at the time this is this predates me.、Um, but the ultimate goal for them was to build a team here in Taiwan, represent Taiwan, travel to Hong Kong, China, wherever, just in Asia, and and kind of put. Taiwan football on the map.、Um, so fast forward to really last year,、uh, 
you know, we ripped off three wins in a row, um, ended up losing our last game of the season in a heartbreaker um, against one of the better teams, the best team in Hong Kong, and actually it was a Final Four team in one of the China leagues. And uh, really, I think if you ask anybody on the Predators, we should have won that game. But we beat ourselves. And uh, so that really kind of that put us on the map. This year, over the past year and a half, we've been trying very hard to become an association because right now we're sponsoring everything ourselves. We pay for our plane tickets. We pay for our football pads. We pay for everything that we do, um, all of our marketing, everything. So um, we've been trying to become an association. And once we become an association, then we can get sponsorship from companies and they can write it off on, on taxes. And so we actually just became an association last week. So this has been like a year and a half in the in the process. So now, Congratulations, we, yeah, thank you, thank you. It's it's huge, it's huge. Um, so we've got momentum now, and so now we've established ourselves on a competitive standpoint. We've established ourselves as an association. So now it's just it's just keeping the momentum going and really just building this this steamroller. So uh, you said you played uh, the top four teams. So are you guys part of that league, or like how do you guys play games? Is it kind of like a like an exhibition game? You guys play just to like get your name out there, or like what's going on there? Well, that that's how it had to start. Was we had to we had to pick up games against teams that they were just exhibition games. No one was gonna. We had to basically play our way into a league, and so. Every game that we did last year, um, except for two, were exhibitions. And that was just to kind of get us out there, get us playing some teams, show that we were competitive. We were. We won a, won a few games. Um, and then we were invited into the South China Bowl tournament, um, which is uh, us, um, three teams from Hong Kong and a team from uh, Zhuhai, China. So... We ended up getting second in the tournament, pretty much. Um, we had a game here that got rained out, um, canceled, and it was just kind of a... It was an unfortunate circumstance. We couldn't avoid it, but we ended up getting removed from the tournament because our game got canceled. So we ended up playing the, the team that won the tournament. We ended up playing them in an in a exhibition side game, and that's the game that we lost in heartbreaking fashion. And so they were the champions. We're right... We're, we're a better team than they are. I, I absolutely believe that. I think if you were to ask anybody on the Predators, they would say the same thing. So now that we've established ourselves, this is our first year being in the in the City Bowl League, which I think there's now, I think there's over 20 teams in China in the City Bowl League, and we've got eight games this season, games against Shanghai, Beijing, Koyang, um, Wenzhou, Shenzhen. So, I mean, we're... We're, we're in it now. Yeah. yeah. And that was after some trials and tribulations to get into the league. So tell me about the league itself. Uh, what are your hopes for the Predators this coming season? The way that they do this league is there's actually uh, two tiers to it. Um, there's an A and a B, and any new team starts at B. And you have to play your way into A. And in order to get into the A group, you have to have a certain record. You have to have you have to have a winning record. You have to beat some teams. It's kind of like the uh, the soccer leagues in like yes. England and stuff, like the regulation, like you know, it's going to be the Premier League versus the leagues below, stuff like that. That's that's correct. That's correct. So we have to play. We're because it's our first year. We have to play our way into the A League, 
and the A-League has a tournament at the end of every year, so they actually don't a champion. There is a champion of the, of the entire City Bowl League. So again, that's our goal for this year. It, my personal goal for this team is to be undefeated. I, I thoroughly believe we can do that. That's going to be a huge, huge challenge, but I think we can do it. Um, but I want that A-League, and eventually I want that championship from the A-League. But the championship is at least two years away, right? It would be it would be 2019. It would be 2019. Yeah. Um, so, are there going to be any games here in Taipei or Taiwan? Yeah, we've got four home games. Um, the first one's going to be the end of uh, April, and then we've got uh, another one in the end of May. And then we've got one at home in. Uh, July and then another one at home in September. So yeah, we've got four games here in Taipei, four games away um, in various locations. And um, how is the attendance or what's the attendance like at the Predators games uh, so far? I mean, the the league hasn't started yet, but the exhibition games that you've played? Um, The exhibition games that that I've played that are home, um, I've only played in one. And that is because the other one got canceled. And um, the one game that we had, it, the weather was terrible. It was absolutely terrible. So that kept some fans away. But we did stream the game live, and we did have 56,000 people watch the game live. Get out of here. Yeah. You serious? Yeah, 56,000 people. Man, that's pretty good. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. Damn, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty awesome. That's yeah. awesome, yeah. So the hardest thing here is... Um, Finding a place that will allow us to play, that has been seriously one of the biggest challenges for us is we don't have a home stadium for us. And um, So where do you guys play currently? Uh, right now we practice out in Tianmu at uh, the, the sports uh, university out there, um, just on their soccer field. We don't, we're not allowed to reserve that field, so we have to get out there early on Sundays and, and get our space and kind of claim it and then, and then go from there. But for home games... We still don't have a field. We still don't have a home. So we even have to, with the city league going on. Even with the city league going on, yeah, we've had all sorts of trouble reserving fields. So now that we're an association, we're we're really hoping that we can, you know, that that'll give us some leverage to do this. Um, it really is frustrating because we have these, you know, people are going to get exposure. You know, we're um, fifty six thousand people watching the the game online. You know, I mean. Get a get a stadium here that can house some people, and and you got teams from Beijing, from Shanghai, from from Wenzhou. You know, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna get some people if we can have a place to play. This is all around good for Taiwan, right? That you yeah, want? Absolutely, of course. I mean, that's the that's the that's the goal of all of this. We wanna we wanna represent Taiwan. How did you get into uh, playing football? Did you play it when you were younger? Yeah, I started playing football when I was in junior high school, and um, I was always really small, and uh, so you know I had to, I had to, I had to fight harder than most everybody just because of my size. Um, I played offensive lineman, and you know I was only like ninety pounds. What would that be like? Forty five k less than forty five kg, and playing offensive line. So I was just this little mean kid. <laughs> but uh a terrier or something. Yeah, yeah. But in, in high school I, I thinned out a bit, got faster, played uh receiver and, and corner. So Okay. And at what position do you play now? Um right now 
Right now I've been playing receiver, um, safety, and corner, and then returning kicks and punts. How many people are on the Predators? We have, right now on the active squad, we have 56 people. So we, we've got it. I mean, that's, that's the size of an NFL team. Yeah, 53, right? 53, yeah. So, uh, and how do you, how has that team kind of grown and progressed over the years? Like, how, how do you find people? Like, what's the talent level been like, et cetera? Like, all that good stuff. Oh, man, that, that has been the single best part is watching the young men grow. And they, they are. They're young men. Most of them are, you know, in college still. Uh, even a couple in high school. So, you know, when they, this is not a sport that's here. And there's only a handful of us, maybe less, less than, there's probably six of us on the team that have played before at any level and before the Predators was here. So people are coming to us to try out, and they've never, they've never played catch before with the football. Some of them have played catch, but that's it. And so it's just it's teaching them the fundamentals, but then watching them grow. And over the course of the last two years, I mean, starting from a team that is 90% people that have never played before to now competing with last year a Final Four team in the City Bowl League, you know, that's pretty remarkable. And the, the growth, the determination, the I mean, these guys are really fantastic. And that's why I really want them to get this, you know, exposure. I want them to have a place to play, a home, you know, like uh, they they represent Taiwan very well on the field but also off the field these guys do these guys work hard in their careers and their own personal lives so i mean yeah. uh, what's the breakdown of the team like uh locals like people from taiwan versus elsewhere uh the 56 active people on the roster i believe we have 10 um foreign nationals or uh taiwanese born american raised or australian raised um so you know, it's roughly about 80%, 85% is Taiwanese. Um, yeah. Age range from 17 to 45. I didn't expect that. I expected just more just this to be like a foreigner-dominated team. So this no. is mostly Taiwanese people yeah. getting into American football and playing. Yes, yes. That I'm, And the... The league that we're a part of does a great job. The The goal of it, all of this is to grow the sport. Um, you know, so we're actually limited to only have three foreign people on the field at one time. And you have 11 people on the field. So, um, it, you know, you everybody's getting a chance to play. And everybody's getting a chance to prove themselves. And everybody's getting a chance to learn. So, yeah. That's fantastic. Uh, so what are the practices like? You said that you kind of just teach them the fundamentals and then you just watch them grow from there. But uh, is there a coach that you guys have? Like, do you have is it a lo- local coach or is it kind of just like self-taught? You know, everybody just shares their experience and all of that? Yeah, we, we have one coach. Um, he played, uh, I believe, Division three ball for a year or two in Ohio. Um, he's 31. Uh, super nice guy. But then the, other than other than him... Um, his name is Lewis, Lewis Clark. Um, other than him, we, uh, those of us that have played before, we coach. So it's, it's being a player and a coach. Um, wow, I'm, I'm still like, my, my mind is still blown by the fact that it's uh, mostly, for, uh, mostly locals. Yeah. Um, so it's like recruitment. Like, how do you guys spread the word? Um, marketing. Um, for, for the most part, it's, it was word of mouth to start. You know, it was very difficult to get traction here. 
Um, but the more exposure that we get, the more games that we play, I mean, that it just grows and grows and grows. You know, the when I tried out in October of 2016, I think we had six people try out. The last tryout that we held, we had, I think, like 18. And then we, we've been getting so many... Um, We've been getting so many inquiries about tryouts recently that we're actually we weren't planning to do it, but we're going to have another tryout this Sunday. Um, but it's just because we've been getting so many inquiries about doing it. Um, you know, when we're bringing on new players, for those of us that are players and coaches, and we're about to go into a season, it's a pretty big commitment for us. You know, because we've got to start at the fundamentals and the very basics of things, but we also have to stay sharp ourselves and get ourselves game ready for um, an eight-game season. So we don't want to have tryouts in the middle of the season. Um, so we, we decided that we're going to do another one here this Sunday. So I found out about this through the press. Do you think people are reaching out for these tryouts because they read it on a CNA or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, we've had numerous people say that. Yeah. Um, oh, I saw this on TV. You know, wanted to come and, and see if you guys are having a tryout. You know, the like I said, we it's it was difficult to get the traction but now that we've got the traction i feel like uh we've got the momentum and now it's just kind of it's just rolling it's rolling and uh what position do they try out for most like what position do they want to play well um that's that's most popular i should say yeah so you know it's it's difficult here because you know in the in the u.s you'd think everybody would want to try out for the quarterback position or the running back you know something with a lot of like glamour glory. the glamour glory, yeah. you know um but here here it's not a sport that people know so they're just trying out to to learn the game so um you know they're just just speaking in generalities there are not a lot of really large tall big huge you know taiwanese guys and so finding offensive linemen and defensive linemen that fit that um that traditional mold of a player for that position has been a little bit difficult so there's all sorts of really athletic fast quick guys here so i mean um you know filling skill positions like running back wide receiver you know in the defensive backfield and stuff like that's not been very difficult um finding people to play the the in the trenches has been a little bit more challenging generally speaking the people who play in the trenches they don't get any sort of glory or anything like that or or any sort of recognition for the most part well um that yeah that's it's that's that's the truth uh you know you see it even in the nfl name name five offensive linemen cannot (laughs) yeah joe Joe thomas yeah yeah Yeah. so but that that's just the that's the position you you don't get the glory but you are absolutely the most important group on the entire field a quarterback cannot throw the ball if he doesn't have time to throw it. Right. A, a running back can't run the ball if he doesn't have time to run. So, you know, they are the unsung heroes of, of any football team is the offensive and defensive lines. So, you know, quarterbacks on our team, running backs on our team, they, they treat our offensive linemen well. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Um, so do you guys kind of have like... What would it be like clinics or sessions for people who want to just learn about the rules of football or not even just try out or play? But I mean, kind of just like, uh, what's it called, uh, educating the public um, before the season starts? 
You know, we've, we've done one session like that, and um, it actually turned out pretty well. We haven't, we haven't scheduled really anything else to do that. Um, it, it probably isn't necessary to do it again. You know, the, the rules of, of American football are a little bit complicated, and I do believe that that is one of the reasons why it fails to gain traction anywhere in the world, not just here in Taiwan, but anywhere is the, the rules are a little bit complicated for people. So, yeah, you know, in order to be a good fan, you know, really most great fans have a strong understanding of the game. They understand the rules. They know what to look for. It's a great, great sport if you understand it, but it's a little bit confusing if you don't. Um, so, yeah, we probably need to do another one. And um, is there anything that I missed that, that you think we should talk about? I, you know, I can't, I can't really think of anything. Just... just Getting our name out there, gaining traction. Um, it's really, I think the biggest thing about this group is just the the camaraderie and the and the family nature of it. Is um, it's really special. It's really special to be a part of something like this, um, especially you know a, a foreign person coming to Taiwan, never expected to be playing football here. Um, it's a it's a unique way for me to kind of contribute to being a good guest here in Taiwan is um, you know coaching and teaching these guys and but it's also it's not about like uh, it's not just about football it's a lot of these things that you learn in football about you know battling through adversity um, challenging yourself being mentally tough um, you know pushing yourself those, those and being a good teammate, those are all things that you can apply to real life, whether it's career, whether it's relationships, whether it's whatever you do. If, you, if you're good at those things, you're generally going to be successful. So um, aside from teaching people uh, the technique and the, and the game of football, those of us who have played before are also trying to teach that mentality so that it can be applied outside of work as well. Because let's be real, when we play the game and when we travel, we don't just represent Taiwan Predators, we represent Taiwan. So it's important for us to make sure we are showing our best character when we travel, when we're here, we're, we're being good hosts, we're being good guests wherever we go. All right. Thank you, Adam. Really appreciate this. Yeah, my pleasure. My pleasure. Anytime. Since the interview took place, the Predators were able to lock down a practice field and their host their home games there. You can go and find more information about Predators football online on their Facebook page and go and support your local team as they go and represent us abroad in the City Bowl League. You can find the City Bowl League schedule online as well. I'd like to thank Adam Mathias for his time and conversation, and I would like to thank you for listening to this. And that was this week's Taiwan Talk. I'm Alex Lewis.